everyone, welcome back to another episode of With Love Alexa. Today I am excited to be joined by writer, blogger, and relationship coach Karen Katz. Hey Karen, are you there? I sure am. Hi Alexa, how are you? Good, how are you? Thank you so much for coming and interviewing with me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I've been wanting to talk to you, so because I love everything Thank like you. you're doing, so. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. So um, to kind of just like get started, maybe you want to give us a little bit of a backstory, um, just like a quick how you kind of got where you are today. Okay. Well, I was a corporate. Can you hear me? Yes. (laughs) I was a corporate speech writer for about 20 years. And um, after that, I wrote two children's books. Um, one to ten and count again, and uh, there's a fly in my soup, and I went to uh, probably about five hundred different schools and in you know sold the book and read to the kids and really enjoyed that part and After the second book, I decided that I wanted a broader audience, and I wanted to appeal to you know adults because I had been through a lot of different relationship ups and downs, and I felt like I could possibly be of help to people who, you know, divorce women or divorce men. And so I took a, a coaching course and got certified and became a relationship coach and started my first blog. That's so great. You, you never, like, it's always nice to have someone that kind of can help you, lead you through the craziness of life. That's true. Life <laughs> is really crazy. Yes. Every <laughs> day really is something true. new. Did you... Um, I'm did, sorry? Oh, I said no. Everything is... There's always something new going on. Yes. Did you always have a dream of, like, writing and helping others, or did you that come kind of later in life? I always wrote. I mean, I have been a writer for... Oh God, I mean, since I got out of college. I always loved writing in high school, although my English teacher didn't think I was such a great writer. <laughs> I feel the same. But it's, you know... I always had the passion for it, and I was a sociology major with a minor in psych and did, like, weight loss counseling, and I was always helping people to be their better self. And it sort of transitioned into me being a writer, which I had always loved doing, and I was doing as a passion and a hobby when I started writing speeches for corporations and for people and for the parties and, you know, um, events. And... Uh, it's always been really something that I've loved to do. Yeah, I I agree. Like, I love to write since I was little. I never thought I would be a writer, but I guess things change. It does, They do, you know? Yeah. Man makes a plan, God laughs. Exactly. <laughs> Did, um, so you've obviously, like, I've seen you've been in so many different paths of writing, like, from corporate to children's books to blogging, um, what was, like, one of the first things you got into, and, like, how did you kind of get your foot in the door? Well, I remember I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, and I was really young and still sort of a newlywed, and I decided that I wanted to start writing speeches for parties because I had been doing it for free for so many people for, you know, for a couple of years. And I remember being really, really scared but I put a, an ad in a local newspaper 
and I waited for my first client, and I wrote their son's bar mitzvah. And once I got my feet in the water and I stopped being nervous, you know, because, you know, when you're writing, you're it's not that you're seeking approval, but, you know, you know you like your own writing, but you're always waiting for, you know, what the reaction is going to be if somebody's going to approve and like your writing as much as you do. And I think after that first bar mitzvah candlelighting that I wrote, I started gaining the confidence that, you know, my writing was worth something and was valuable to, to others as much as it was to me. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think I've always been scared, and I think I still am scared with my, like, writing my books. Like, when having someone read it, I'm always, like, terrified to hear what they have to say but yeah rejection I mean, is, is it, rejection is the number one reason people don't do things yeah you know is the fear of rejection so it is scary that part is really really scary but you gotta have thick skin in this business it's very true because not ever, no one's ever going to have writing that every single person loves it's just not it's not correct in anything you do i think You're you right. actually did my candle lighting I think I did, too. Yeah. I did. A hundred percent, I did it. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, going over everything with you and my mom. Oh, my God. That was so long ago. It'll be... Shocking. Like, 12 years ago. That's crazy. Really? Yeah, life is crazy. It goes so fast. God, I can't believe it's been that long. Oh, yeah, I remember. But, you know, I really enjoyed working with families, but I felt like I always had a bigger calling. Something that I, you know, wanted to do more than that. Yeah. Um, What is kind of in your favorite type of writing that you've done? From corporate to bar bat mitzvahs to your blog to your book? Um, I think my blog. I mean, I love rhyming. You know, when I was writing for candle lightings, um, corporate speech writing wasn't my favorite for sure. Uh, It was a little hard. It's just. You know, I like a little more flexibility in my writing. But I loved rhyming, you know, for candlelighting. My children's books were fun. I enjoy writing my blog. I, I really very much enjoy it. It, it. It's much, it's who I am now. Yeah, it's very cathartic, too, I've realized. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, um, would you want to tell us a little bit about your blog? I know you've had, previously you've had... Um, Buddha Barbie and Relationship Realist, and now you have a sample of love. Yes, and it's not because I've been inconsistent, but um, one week before my trademark went through on Buddha Barbie, I, I got a cease and desist from um, a giant corporate company that shall remain nameless that would not allow me to trademark my name and actually made me hand over my domain and my name and everything um, or else I was going to have a problem, a really serious problem. So it wasn't even a corporate company that anyone could could fight, even though the name had a different kind of tone to it. I, they, I, I was still made to stop writing under that particular name. So after I sold it, I quickly tried to come up with something so that I could keep all my readers because at the time I had gathered with the first, uh, with Buddha Barbie, I had over half a million readers in two years. So I was so quick to try to find a replacement 
you know, kind of like how people, what people do when they get divorced or they break up, they look for a transition person. Well, the relationship realist was my transition name. And I wrote under it, but I just didn't feel like it fit me. And then literally three months later, my father passed away and I lost all ability to write anything. And about a year and a half after his passing, and it's going to be almost three years in April, um, I decided to come up with a name that reflected his name, which is Sam. And a sample of love was based on his name and still talked about relationships and love and life and kind of gathered all of the things that I needed in one name. And now that's who that, you know, what my title is. That's so sweet. And it's like, it's special because now he's like a part of it with you. Yes. And I, the minute I changed the name, I was able to write again. Yeah. You just need that one little thing of motivation. Right. Right. I mean, I would have loved to have kept the original name, but that wasn't an option for me. You know, that decision was made and I didn't have a choice but to give it up. Yeah. Maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Maybe this is the name that you're supposed to have and supposed to use. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, what have been some of your favorite posts you've written? Like, where do you get your inspiration from? I get a lot of it from personal experience. I have a lot of friends that tell me very, very funny stories. And some of the life lessons that I've learned, as well as some of the client, you know, some of my coaching clients, I hear things every day. And I try to Sometimes there's themed weeks, and and my clients don't even know it. Everybody will be going through, you know, cheating, or everybody will be going through this, or everybody will be going through, you know, temptation. So I kind of just get a feel each week for what the theme of my my week is, and I base it on that. That's like a that's a really cool way, because you just really like you like we've said like you don't know where life takes you so. There's always something going on, so it helps to for your writing, which is really cool. It's like a theme every week. It's a theme every week. It is. It is. And eventually, you know, I'd love to write a book about it. And But, you know, one thing at a time. Yes. Uh, so kind of going along with what we've been talking about, like a sample of love, um, you also had talked about that you became a coach. Um, a relationship yeah. coach, and I think that's so cool. What what was it like going through training? Like, what kind of made you want to try out the getting certified? Um, you know, on a personal level, I had just had a breakup uh, somebody with a somebody that I had been seeing for a very long time. So I was I was taking coaching classes to kind of heal my own self and to get myself where I needed to be and unbeknownst to me, I finally, I wound up becoming the person that I would have needed. And now I want to do that for somebody else. So my clients consist of people that are either, and they're either gender, they're either going through dating issues, divorce, wanting to get divorced, wanting to get married, they're single, um, you know, just all in the relationship area. And I try to help them go through the stages on where they are versus where they want to be. Yeah. Did you, um, 
Oh, also, because I saw on your website when I was looking, you had different programs to kind of help like your clients. Could you tell me a little bit about those like programs that kind of go along with the different coaching? Right. Sure. I mean, right now, my, my coaching is really based on hourly. That's really been the one that has kind of taken off. So, you know, I usually either will Skype a client, either in town or out of town, or over the phone, or texting, or emailing, or in person. It all depends on what they want, what they feel comfortable. Sometimes we meet one-on-one for an hour, and they need, you know, 25-minute intervals in between the next time we see each other, or they need, you know, five or ten text messages. But I'm always available for them, and... You know, I try to be accessible and make it easy for them to, to get a hold of me. And are you always taking new clients? I am. Okay. So if any listeners need some help, <laughs> call Karen. Yes, the 15-minute free consultation. And, you know, they we usually talk on the phone or text. And they let me know if, it's, if they want to meet or if they want to have a full conversation. Um, I don't take credit cards. But I take checks and, checks and cash, Venmo, things like that. So you make it really simple for everybody. I really try to. I really try to because I think that when somebody is in pain, you know, an outlet is so important for them. Yeah. And we all, like, go through those moments, like the dark moments or not feeling motivated, even if you're doing something you love. Um, do you ever like work sure. with clients in that or do you kind of like, do you base it at all? Like trying to help them and coming out of their dark moments? Like what is advice I should say? I think the challenge is in, you know, there's tremendous growth in pain. And I talk about this one story about how this little boy had a caterpillar and how the caterpillar was struggling one day and the boy was watching and felt so terrible that he tried to pull the caterpillar out of the cocoon and the caterpillar never, you know, flew because its wings had to go through the struggle in order to be able to fly. And I use this story all the time. And in life, we all have tremendous struggles and really tremendous obstacles and things that cause us pain. And there's nobody's pain that is worse than somebody else's. We all have our our life obstacles that are sort of, just for us, kind of. And there's no easy way out. You have to go through it. But it's going through these struggles and obstacles and ups and downs that we have in life, that's what gives us the strength and makes us stronger and teaches us resilience and teaches us how to fly stronger. And I believe that obstacles are the only way that we can grow. Yeah, no, I... I if you didn't have obstacles in life, I feel like life would just be kind of plateau, like boring. Like it helps you to grow. Like I know. Well, think about your think about your immune system. You know, your immune system gets stronger every time it's subjected to viruses and colds and flus. We get our immune system gets stronger and stronger. That's why there was this whole big thing about not using so much antibacterial because we were killing, you know, the ability for our systems to get stronger and stronger. But that is also with the struggles that we go through in life. We become more resilient and more resistant and stronger with the obstacles that we 
have to endure. That's a, that's a great um, comparison. And it makes thank you. It, yeah, I like that one. Do you thank you? Even though like you're helping others, do you ever find yourself still struggling in certain areas, like sometimes in relationships of any kind or just in life? And if so, like what do you kind of sure. do to your, help yourself? Sure. I try to use my own advice. And even people that are experts have to go to other ex- experts. You know, I have people that I trust that kind of are my compass. And, you know, every relationship, whether it's with, you know, I'm a mom and I'm a daughter, and I'm a sister, and I'm a fiancé, and I'm a friend. And you can't keep every single relationship perfect in your life at all times. There's always going to be ebbs and flows. So, of course, there are obstacles and ups and downs. And when those happen, I really try to apply the values and the things that I teach, um, as well as, you know, seeking the assistance if I have to have a, a to vent to somebody that I really trust. Yeah. Yeah, we all need someone. Even if we're the expert, there's always someone that can help us. Correct. Correct. Uh, well, we're going to finish up in a minute. I just wanted to ask you one or two more questions. Um, sure. If someone's kind of in a crossroad in a, in a relationship and not sure what to do, do you have any advice for them? Yes, I do. Um, I talk about how I was... My my mother used to teach me a saying when I was growing up about it's not soup yet, and um, and what that meant is she used to make soup when we were growing up, and soup starts out with chicken and water, and at a certain point you keep on looking at it and you're looking at it, and after a certain amount of time it turns from water into broth, but you can't make that happen before it's ready. So when I always wanted to know an answer that that I didn't have the answer for and I wasn't sure, my mother always used to say to me, it's not soup yet, meaning no matter what, at a certain point, we do figure it out. The answer does come. Instead of searching for the answer, sometimes you have to sit back where you are and let the answer come to you, and it always does. Yeah, that's great advice. I think I need to take that. Sometimes I feel like I want the end result before anything's been done. We all want the goal. Not the goal. I shouldn't say that. We all want to know that the end result of something we're doing or putting energy in is going to come out the way that we want to. And we all live at some point in our life in a, in a gray area that we really don't know. But the gray area will either go to white or black. It always does. And the funny thing is, is that when I've been forced to make a decision in my life, like immediately, I always know it's the wrong thing. I need to sit back and wait. Because if I'm pushed to make a decision in a moment of time when I don't have the answer, I always sit back and say, well, okay, I can't give an answer right now. So I'm not giving any answer until I know what answer to give. And if you don't know what answer to give and you are in that gray area, and that's your that's your tell to just sit back and let life give you the answer because it will. Yes. Um, to end on kind of fun note, do you have any like crazy stories you've heard or experienced in your years of coaching? Oh my God, yeah. My funniest story is that I had a client who 
wanted to make her boyfriend jealous. So she came up with this entire fake Facebook boyfriend. She did the profile. She did the entire thing. And this guy would be writing her messages on her wall. I mean, I, I have to tell you, it was the most hysterical, funny thing, even though it was so wrong on so many levels. Her boyfriend was going insane. And <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just shook my head. Sometimes you got to shake your head because it's so genius and wrong, but it's funny. So that was one of my the funny, one of the funnier things that I've ever heard. Did it end up working out? No, no, <laughs> no. And I could have told her that if you need to make the guy jealous, you know, he's probably not the right one. Yeah. That would be kind of an interesting breakup. Yeah, I broke up. We broke up because... I was had a secret Facebook boyfriend that wasn't real. Right, right. They're yeah, they're too young to know, but there used to be a, a skit on the Brady Bunch. I love Brady Bunch. <laughs> and Dan Brady had a fake guy named George Glass. This is funny, but I mean, it was just very, very humorous. But the relationship didn't work out, not because the guy was jealous, but because it wasn't the right relationship and it probably she probably knew it because she wouldn't have had to make him jealous in order for him to love her if it had been the right one right completely um so where can our listeners find you um on my site you can leave a message read it's called example of love.com they can also uh email me at kjk4570 at email.com and you know, those are those are two of the ways. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I learned a lot about like just life in general and relationships, and I'm excited to see where you continue to go with your coaching and your writing. I love following you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Alexa. Thank you for having me. And good luck with everything that you do. Thank you. Um, you'll Thanks. also Take be care. you too. You'll yeah. also be able to find her information down below. Um in our description. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.